My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. Welcome back to the Thai French Podcast. My name's Thai French, and this is my freaking podcast. And that's why it's called the Thai French Podcast. Thanks so much for coming back and returning on this gorgeous, glorious Wednesday morning. I am so appreciative to the real ones who come back to the Thai French Podcast every week. It seriously means so much to me, as you guys know, because I don't shut up about it. But seriously, I hope everyone's having a great week I hope everyone had a great weekend. I hope everyone is having a great life, a great lunch, a great breakfast. <laughs> um, before I get into uh, the nitty gritty of uh, the content of today's episode, I just want to send a very, 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 very heartfelt um, hug and love and support and thoughts and prayers and all of the above to any of my Nashville listeners, any of my listeners who are parents, who have children, just pretty much everyone, honestly. Like, I'm so devastated about the news coming out of Nashville this week with the shooting. And I, I like to pride myself in this podcast and my, you know, social and my personality being an escapism for a lot of people. Um, so I don't always like to get too deep, but this is one of those things that you just cannot ignore. So <sighs> you guys, we need stricter gun laws. Our children are dying. Meanwhile, the United States is scared of drag queens and trans people. So I don't know. I it, it, I don't really have anything to say, honestly. It's this is not politics. This is safety. This is human rights. This isn't Republican or Democrat. This is literally protecting humans, protecting specifically children in this country. It's so disturbing. It's disgusting. It's insane. And it needs to stop. There's now been, you know, video footage of what has gone down in Nashville. And to be honest, I haven't had the heart to look at it. I haven't had the heart to... This happens so often now in our nation that I I find myself literally not even wanting to read the articles and not even... You know, you you hear about another shooting and I'm just scrolling on because like my mental health cannot take it because there's so little that I can do. But that being said, as I was, you know, hesitant to watch the video and I still have it, but I need to. And I'm encouraging you all to as well. But we need to not bury these things because they are uncomfortable. We need to not silence the names of the children that have passed, the people that have passed and these scenarios. We need to be loud. We need to be educated. 
we need to know the details of how things unfolded so that, you know, if we're ever in that situation, we know how to protect ourselves and others around us. And just so that we like can accurately vote against these gun laws. And I don't know. It's, it's obviously uncomfortable to watch, uncomfortable to see, uncomfortable to read, but I think it's our duty as citizens of this country to be aware of these issues and to know all the facts and to see it because it's uncomfortable. Of course it's uncomfortable, but we should watch it because this is the reality of what's actually happening and it's happening so often and we cannot sit back anymore and act like this is not happening. We cannot choose to not watch these videos or to read these articles or say the names of these children because we are uncomfortable or it makes us sad. Guess what? It should. So that's all I'm going to say on that. I don't, I, I'm devastated. I, it seems every day I come on and read something that makes me want children less and less because I'm just, uh, I'm terrified of the direction of this country and of this world. And there's so much love, but there's also so much hate. And here and on my socials and on the Typhoon podcast, I try to focus on, you know, light, fun, pop culture, games, questions. But at the end of the day, there is a reality that we're all living in and we need to address it sometimes. And I hope that everyone is thinking with a heavy heart about this and, you know, what we can do to change it. But my heart, prayers, thoughts, love, everything goes out to everyone in Nashville, Nashville listeners. I love you guys and I hope you guys are staying strong. I would say I'm sorry for starting the episode so somber, but I'm not because that's reality and that needed to be addressed. It, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I just came on and started talking about pop culture and didn't address that. But um, I, there's no really way to pivot from that to, you know, me sitting in my, here in my room talking about <laughs> fucking Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. Like, it feels so dumb. But like I said, bad things in our world happen every day and we all need a form of escapism. And I would like to be that for someone today. So I guess we're just going to get straight into it. But I don't want to seem insensitive from just swiping, <laughs> switching vibes and topics very quickly. But anyways, a little life update for you guys. As you guys heard on last week's episode, I was in Big Sur this last weekend for one of my best friends, Cole's birthday. Cole is Tessa's husband. She's been on the podcast. If you follow me, you know we've been best friends for years. And obviously her and Cole are married. We're, Cole and I are also besties. And, you know, it was, we were, the, we were in Big Sur for Cole's birthday and it was so unbelievably fun and so beautiful <laughs> and literally if you've never been to Big Sur you need to go immediately it's about an hour to south of San Francisco and I drove with my friend Claire and you know I love my car everybody knows I love my car everyone knows I love Rita the Wrangler if you're new here I have a Jeep Wrangler her name is Rita 
And I call her Rita the Wrangler. Rita is short for margarita because tequila likes tequila and tequilas and margaritas. Are you catching on to the theme here? Tequila. <laughs> but I just love my car so much. I love road tripping with her. I love going on adventures with her. And it was just the most stunning, beautiful, amazing drive I've ever done. Like, as I've mentioned before, if you follow anyone that lives in LA, if you're from LA, you know we've gotten so much rain. It's absolutely mental. But thank God, because literally the drive, I felt like I was in Ireland. I felt like I was in New Zealand. I felt like I don't even know. Like, it was so stunning. The drive was rolling green hills the entire time. Wildflowers and orange and yellow and purple and lavender fields. It was literally insane. Like, Teza and I were saying (laughs) at the end of the trip, we were like, we need to do this once a year, twice a year, just for our mental health. Literally drive up the coast, drive up to Big Sur, either spend one night, no night, literally literally turn around and just come right back. Like, just that drive alone was so therapeutic. It was so stunning. Claire and I were like, every single turn on this highway, we were screaming, oh my gosh, look over there, look over there, look at those flowers. It was insane. As you can tell, I've been screaming a lot. My voice is a little bit gone. (laughs) I obviously had a a fun weekend with my friends. Um, The house we were staying in, we were staying in Pebble Beach, and it was just so beautiful. Cole and a lot of our friends liked to golf, so they were golfing. Um... The gals and I stayed in the house. We were catching rays. We got blessed with the most amazing weather. Like, it was the first ray I feel like I caught since last summer. Like, it was the first, like, actual warm, sunny day next to the beach that I had experienced in so long. So the boost of serotonin that I got just from being there And then you're with all your best friends. You're in this gorgeous house. I think we looked it up on Zillow. It was like $9 million. We rented it on Airbnb. It was like very like mid-century. Hadn't really been touched since it was built. And it was just so stunning. Like you wake up. our, our, Our room basically looked out to literally right on the beach. And it was just, ugh. I have no words. I I have no words. It was so fun. Just a lot of hangs, a lot of outdoors, a lot of I I literally could not be breathing in enough air. Like it was so fresh, which sounds so dumb, but constantly I was like <sighs> like we as humans forget to breathe, but we got to breathe. But I live in LA, so that air ain't the best a lot of times. And when I tell you the air in Big Sur was fresh, I felt like the scene in Bridesmaids <laughs> where she's pulling up to the house and she gets the lemonade drink and she drinks it. And she's like, oh, shit, that's fresh. That was me every 20 minutes with the Big Sur air. Literally, <sighs> Oh, shit, that's fresh. It was just, oh, it was hitting. It was hitting right. I needed it. Though I will say, I I basically felt like I went straight from Aspen to Big Sur. You know, I obviously had a few days in between, but I came back. I recorded the podcast, yada, yada, yada. By the end of the trip, I was like, everyone shut the heck up. No one speak to me. I need 
quiet time. I need Thai time. I need a bag of hot Cheetos, Housewives, RuPaul's Drag Race. I need to watch some shows. I need to drink some water. And I need everyone to shut up. Like, I can't. I think that's the thing when you live alone and, you know, you're single. You know, on the weekends, I'm so, I've am been in this routine for so many years that, like, on the weekends is where I see my friends. The work week, I work. I'm by myself. I don't see anyone. Occasionally, you know, I go to a dinner with a friend or I go to an event. But for the most part, it's just me, myself, and I, which, as you heard in last week's episode, we're not really strangers, can be very lonely at times. However, I've definitely become accustomed to it. And um, after these last two weeks, I definitely learned that I need it and I crave that. After Aspen, after the Big Sur trip, I was just like, I just want to stay in bed past noon with a bag of hot Cheetos and watch Housewives. Like, let me do that, please. I didn't touch my phone the entire time, basically. There was no phone service. There was no shows, no TV happening. It was just like me, the gang. I don't even know how many people there were. Maybe it's 10 people there. Me, the gang, just, you know, playing games, drinking, walking around the town, going on drives on PCH to Big Sur, uh, restaurants, a lot of talk and a lot of social. (laughs) And uh, me, my friend Mary, her boyfriend Graydon, and my friend Claire all shared a room. Everyone else (laughs) had their own room, but we all got stuck in one. I say stuck loosely, like obviously we wanted that. But (laughs) Claire and I were the only single people on the trip. So (laughs) there were, there was a room that had, you know, a king bed and a trundle. And if you don't know what a trundle is, it's basically like a twin bed and then like another bed that like pulls out from under it. Basically like a modified bunk bed. And, you know, as the two single folk of the trip, unfortunately, that means you get stuck with the trundy. You got stuck with the trundle. And we kind of made it like our whole personality of the trip. And everyone else had their solo rooms, like, with their couple. But then my friend Mary and her boyfriend, unfortunately, had to share with Claire and I on this trundle next to them. But our friend Mary just moved to San Francisco. And so, like, we haven't seen her in a while. And it was just, like, so fun. And (laughs) we all love um, white noise to fall asleep. (laughs) So... Mary, like the white noise I listen to is actually like brown noise. And it's like a 12 hour long, like loop podcast episode on Spotify that I listen to every night. Mary got me hooked on Outside Lands last year and I'm obsessed. It helps me sleep so much. I live in WeHo and like, it's just like really loud, you know? So it just really helps me block out all those noises and helps me fall asleep. But Mary's white noise is literally, I don't know what it's called, but it's like plain cabin noise. So it's like literally... You're on a red-eye flight to London, and whatever the plane noise is making, like the cabin noise, like the air pressure and whatever, that's the noise that she listens to to fall asleep, and which is very similar to white noise, but it literally sounds like you're on a plane. <laughs> and so we were like, LOL, we connected it to the Bluetooth speaker because it wasn't loud enough just on her phone for the four of us, so we, click, we connected it to this Bluetooth speaker, and it was so loud. And so we started calling our room um, Trendy International Airport, (laughs) Uh, the TIA, as as it further got reduced to by the end of the weekend. But it was that 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 was the longest story, and maybe like I'm the only one who thinks that's 
literally hilarious, but it was so funny. And we were just like, hey, we're reporting tonight at TIA. You know, we had security. We <laughs> I don't know. It was super fun. Anyways, um, Dixie was great. Coco's literally the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was so fun. That was like our first like sleepover, our first trip together. And I just love her so much. She's the cutest thing ever. And it was a great trip. Beautiful. 10 out of 10. Definitely recommend if anyone is wanting to go. That is literally my only life update since the podcast episode last week. I have done nothing because the podcast episode went up on Wednesday and then I went to Big Sur Friday morning. So, and then I got back Monday and you know, here's the thing. When I get back from a trip, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Like I said, I got hot Cheetos on the way home. I came home and I had so many shows to catch up on, which we will chat about in this episode. But I haven't left my apartment since I got back on Monday. I guess I got back Monday afternoon and it's only, it's Tuesday night. Oh, I guess I got back yesterday. This will go live Wednesday morning. But um, yeah, so that's not that bad. But I'm feeling rested. I've been drinking water and I'm ready to just take on the world. Anyways, We have so much to discuss in this week's episode of the March recap of pop culture. I I, I can't even believe I just talked about Big Sur for this long because we have a lot to discuss. So I'm going to try and get into it. I'm trying to just, you know, I'll try and summarize a lot of it. Here's the thing. I got to start doing these bi-weekly. I know I've been saying this, like I've, we've got to start doing this or is it bi-weekly or bi-monthly? I'm, I'm not an English professor. Sue me. I need to start doing this twice a month, not just at the end of the month because so much happens. I know I've said this at the end of every pop culture episode, but this month especially just felt like, holy shit. There's so much to cover that I don't want to just cover the top five stories of the month because by the end of the month, everyone's already heard everyone's takes on it and you're over it. So I think starting next month, I'm going to start doing them by bi- monthly. I don't know. Every other month, bi-weekly. I don't know what the term. Anyways, so this month, buckle up. We got a lot to discuss. First off, I wanted to say that at the beginning of every episode, I kind of want to start sharing um, my favorite song of the week. I don't know like in what order or what way, but... I was just inspired to tell you about my favorite song this week. And I thought that would be fun to every week. I'm obsessed with new music. I love finding new music. I love when people tell me songs that they love because obviously like if I follow someone, I like their vibe and I probably like their music taste. So I like when people post musics like on musics. (laughs) I like when people post music on their story or in TikTok or anything. But anyways, so my song of the week on the Thai French podcast is By the End of the Night by Ellie Golding. And let me tell you, it is the most euphoric, fun, beautiful song. It feels like summer 2016, just good vibes. And it was perfect for the road trip. Claire probably hates me because it was played literally at least 10 times. And uh, if I didn't get struck down for copyright laws, I would play a little junk for you here. But you're just going to have to trust me and go over to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to music and listen to it. It's called By the End of the Night and it's by Ellie Golding, our girl. Her new song, Miracle with Calvin Harris, is also so good. That's kind of what inspired me to like check out her new tunes. And she's got a new album coming out and there's like four singles out and that's one of them. And I was like, wait, 
this is like a huge banger. I'm quite literally obsessed. So definitely tune into that if you think I have good taste in music. Anyways, also, wait, okay, before we get started, I just have to say this because I have to. It's kind of pop culture related. LA Pride here in, obviously, am I okay? Obviously in Los Angeles just announced their headliners as Mariah freaking Carey and Megan The Stallion. Uh... I'm so sorry. That is a win for the gays. That is a win for the days. That is a win for the straights. That is a win for the queer community. That is a win for America. L.A. Pride, Mariah Carey. Wow. That's like an artist that's just like so iconic and I obviously love her. But like I never really would have thought I would have ever seen her live. And this is probably going to be my only chance because like I wouldn't really go to a tour of horse. Horse? Am I okay? Of hers. So... I'm pumped. I already bought my early word ticket. I will be there. LA Pride. It is June 9th and 10th. Definitely run, don't walk. Make sure you get a ticket. I'm so excited. Come dance with the gays. So today's episode is obviously going to be the March pop culture recap episode. Like I said, these are going to start to become bi-weekly or bi-monthly, however it is. But we've got a lot to discuss. I am obviously keeping it, you know, <laughs> within a certain time frame. But... I posted on my Instagram story today about like things that you wanted me to cover and pretty much everything that you guys wanted me to cover was already on my list and I had already done all the research for y'all. So I'm glad we're actually all on the same page. The only thing <laughs> that you guys really wanted me to cover that um, we're not touching on is the Eras tour because you guys, I'm sorry to say, and don't hate me, don't cancel me. You know I'm not a Swifty. You know I'm not a Swifty. I've said it before. And, you know, I want Swifties to get pop culture information and eras tour information from a Swifty. Because I am obviously part of the Beehive. I love Gaga. I'm a monster. I'm a kitty cat. I would want to get my information from someone who loves it, who's passionate about it, who is just obsessed with them. And... I'm not going to give you news because I'm biased and, you know, I might throw in a salty comment here or there. And I respect the Taylor community. I respect the Swifty community. I respect all the Ty French podcast listeners. So I don't want to be dogging on your girl. So <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. And also, I don't see really that much content about it because every time I see a <laughs> TikTok about Taylor Swift, I press not interested because... I, I'm overwhelmed by the amount of Eras tour videos that I see and I just don't care. So I don't even watch it and I just press not interested. So I actually don't have any takes. I don't have any tie takes for you for the Eras tour. From what I've seen, I'll say it looks great. Have fun. Have fun. I have friends that have gone, said it was a ball. Have fun. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Okay, so our first story is obviously on everyone's tongue. Everyone's over it. Everyone's sick of it. So I'm going to kind of just keep it short and brief. But we had to address it because we had a whole episode dedicated to it. Haley Bieber versus Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez has finally released a statement via her Instagram story saying, Haley Bieber reached out to me and let me know that she has been receiving death threats and such hateful negativity. This isn't what I stand for. No one should have to experience hate or bullying. I've always advocated for kindness and really want this all to stop. 
So, before I give my opinion, let me round out the full story. Hailey Bieber also posted to her Instagram story. So, this is obviously a PR move. There were obviously teams involved. And this was a big discussion. You know, we're going to post at the same day, same time. Haley, I mean, um, Selena didn't just randomly throw up that story, you know. Anyways, Haley Bieber then takes to her Instagram story and says, I want to thank Selena for speaking out as her and I have been discussing the last few weeks how to move past this ongoing narrative between her and I. The last few weeks have been very hard for everyone involved and millions of people are seeing so much hate around this, which is extremely harmful. While social media is an incredible way to connect and build community, moments like this only create extreme division instead of bringing people together. Things can always be taken out of context or construed differently than what they were truly intended. We all need to be more thoughtful about what we post and what we say, including myself. In the end, I believe love will always be bigger than hate and negativity. And there is always an opportunity to meet each other with more empathy and compassion. So really, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't really have that much to say about like the actual wording of their statements. I think it's interesting that Selena Gomez started her message was saying Haley Bieber reached out to me that felt like almost like a little bit of a dig to be like yeah she's desperate for help <laughs> um like you didn't need to say that it almost would have sat better with the Selena fans if she just said I've seen everything that's been happening and I don't like it you know to say like Haley Bieber reached out to me is almost like feeding the narrative that like Haley Bieber's desperate and I don't know I don't know I don't know here's what I'll say after this whole situation, so much content has come out about it. Obviously, I didn't think I really said anything in my episode that was, like, damaging or, like, hateful or with malicious intent. I definitely do think both of them are at fault for this scenario. I do feel bad for, like, adding to the narrative. Um, but even though I was just, you know, speaking facts, speaking just about, you know, what has gone on, updating, updating my gals. But... I am just, like, so over this by now. And it's easy for me to, like, come on and, you know, talk about these two human beings and their life and their relationship. And I feel like I do it in a way that is, like, just feels like pop culture and, like, lighthearted. And, you know, that's the name of the game of pop culture. But after this last month seeing the hate, that Hailey Bieber is getting on TikTok, Instagram, everything, losing millions of followers. It's like, that's not okay. In what world are you going to judge someone for being a bully and then bully them? Like, um, the math is not mathing. I truly do feel like Selena fanned the flame and she's so not innocent in this. And I really think she caused a lot of this. And I don't know. I think her statement was nice. I'm glad she posted. But I think it's like a little too late. <laughs> like, sorry about it. Uh, it's too late. The moment's passed. Like, it's weird to think because I don't really know much about Selena Gomez's like career past like, you know, Disney Channel, what I know, her music. But obviously, I was a kid when, you know, this all happened when she was famous. And so if all of her fans are my age, if people my age are coming up with these TikTok comments and bullying Hailey Bieber and posting on TikTok all these like bashful things, 
You need medical assistance. You need to see a therapist. You need to see a doctor because it is not normal to feel that passionately about a relationship of a celebrity that was six years ago. And this beef, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, And that's coming from me, the bitch who loves to talk about pop culture, who loves to, you know, dive into the nitty-gritty details of these situations. But some of y'all be caring way too much. And I need you to calm down. And I don't think that this statement is really going to help that much. I think Haley Bieber, it's going to take a while for her to recover from this. And like I said, I think they're both kind of at fault. I'm not in one camp or the other. Um, I think there were some sketchy, shady shit happening on both sides. I do think it's nice that you know, they're both addressing it. They both followed each other on Instagram, which is like crazy. Like, you can't catch me dead following my husband's ex-boyfriend. Sorry. No, that's not going to happen. I don't care what happens. That's not going to happen. So I applaud them. And I'm sure they immediately followed and immediately muted. <laughs> you know, Haley Bieber has been like liking Selena Gomez's photos. I don't know. I just think we need to move on. It was like a fun little hot take, like hee hee ha ha drama within the girls. And y'all got too invested and people are too invested and we got to move on. It's it's not really that cute anymore. Anyways, in the same news of Selena, she's just been everywhere these days. I see so much content about her. She's in these articles left and right. Only murderers in the building, Haley Bieber. And now brrr, Selena Gomez is rumored to be with Zayn from One Direction. Allegedly, this gal on TikTok named Clarissa Garcia is the friend of a hostess of a celebrity-loved Soho eatery. So, you know, it's a game of telephone at this point. But Page Six is reporting that, you know, this girl did a TikTok video alleging that her friend, who's the hostess of this restaurant, was texting her and said... Selena Gomez and Zayn Malik are, Malik, I don't know how to say it, are at the restaurant and that, you know, no one noticed them. No one cared. They were kissing at the table. And she said, no one really cares about famous people in New York, which I beg to differ. I've went up to many, many, many celebrities in New York City and asked for a photo or talked to them. And that's not true. Like, Tourists are in every single part of New York. New York is one of the biggest cities in the world. And that's a bold statement to say people don't care about celebrities in New York. Like, bull fucking shit. There's paparazzi everywhere. Like, people care about celebrities. Sorry, even if my dad was in a restaurant and saw Kim Kardashian, like, he would care. Like, he would be, like, texting me be like, oh, I was at dinner with God. You know what I mean? Like, people care. People care about celebrities. And it's not like, you know, a reality TV celeb. It's Selena Gomez and Zayn from One Direction. And especially seeing two celebs together, people definitely care. So I think that was a pretty bold statement of her, which I don't know, kind of like makes me think it's not true. Cause I'm like, there's no other witnesses to this. There's no paparazzi photos of them getting there. There's no paparazzi photos of them leaving. It's only this girl's TikTok who is the friend of the hostess, not even the hostess. So I don't know, in a world with, 
so many cell phones and paparazzi. It's kind of hard to believe a story this big with no evidence. Although I read in an article today that this is not the first time Selena Gomez and Zayn Malik have reportedly been together. Um, allegedly, they were, you know, caught together or they had a little flang back in 2012 when Selena Gomez's best friend, your gal, Taylor Swift, was dating Harry Styles from One Direction. And, you know, they were bandmates, obviously, with Zayn. And so they, you know, went on a few double dates and it was rumored that they had a little flang. I don't know. I don't believe that they, like, aren't good together or that, like, that's so far out of reach. I just feel like we would have some sort of proof or evidence of this scenario. But if it's true, I think this could not come at a better time. I think it's Selena Gomez's way of saying, shut up about my ex-boyfriend, Justin Bieber, and his freaking wife that I now have to follow and be making public statements about. Leave me alone. I moved on. I moved on from one little boy singer to the next. Now I'm with Zayn. And, you know, it is kind of interesting that she's with Zayn because Taylor Swift is obviously also best friends with Gigi Hadid, who has a child with Zayn. So, uh, and the only reason they broke up is because they allegedly beat her mom. Um, I'm not going to get into all that because I don't know what I believe. But that's kind of crazy. It's kind of a crazy situation to put Taylor Swift in. But also, I think in Hollywood with all these celebs, you know, things happen. And I don't know. It's hard when it's like, it's literally different when it's like your best friend. But the world is small. So you got to understand that. People are in the industry, and even if you're dating, you know, Zayn Malik and then you break up, that your friends are still going to see him or hang or, you know, you're in the industry. So, I don't know. Happy for her if it's true. On the note of One Direction and relationship rumors, we've got Harry Styles passionately kissing Emily Ratajkowski on the streets of Tokyo. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so uh, this is coming just six months after, you know, Emily Ratajkowski files for divorce. Harry Styles was with Olivia Wilde for a while. Uh, I had only seen some photos from this situation, and I obviously knew that I had to talk about it, so I screenshotted it. It's been in my notes for a while, but as I was doing research for this episode, getting all the information, um, I didn't know there was video. And when I tell you, I've never been more shocked in my life. Um, <laughs> that's so not like Harry Styles to put himself out there like so publicly like this with PDA. Those heifers were macking on each other's faces. They were slurp, slurp, slopping, tongue down the throat. Harry was like, they, they were pressed against a car in the middle of the street, hands on the ass. They were getting it. And I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I've never been so jealous in my entire life. Though I will say, you know, it's easy to like fantasize about Harry Styles or, you know, like big people like that. Uh, but almost like seeing him actually make out with someone made it like weirdly like not attractive. Like I was kind of like, ew, you just look like a regular straight 30 year old boy. <laughs> drunk making out on the street with like a girl and like for some reason that's just like 
his outfit wasn't killing it. It looked like he was wearing this like Issey Miyake set. His hair was in a bun. She looked, I don't even know what the heck she was wearing. Here's what I've learned about Harry Styles. That's kind of giving me the ick. There I say it. There I say it. There I say it. Um, Maybe this is a hot take. I don't know. Harry Styles is kind of giving me ick because he has terrible taste in women. I'm sorry. There I said it. I'm not the biggest fan of Emily Ratajkowski. I'm not the biggest fan of Taylor Swift. I'm not the biggest fan of Kendall Jenner. Olivia Wilde gives me the ick. Harry, what are you doing? You're the biggest, like, rock star in the world. Why are you with these women? <laughs> it just, something's not sitting right with me. Like, he's not being with, like, like, it's fine if you're with a model. It's fine if you're with an actress. It's fine if you're whatever. But, like, the ones that he's picking just aren't my vibe and it's not really what I see him being with but you know one time is fine two times okay weird coincidence this is like six women that he's been with. I've never liked a girl that he's been with and it's not because I'm jealous that he's with a girl it's just like these gals like I would be more excited if he, if he was with Bella Hadid or Miley Cyrus or you know like I don't know it's the, the type of girls that he's picking is really making me second guess Harry's character and his personality and who he who he surrounds himself with and you know I don't know <laughs> I don't want to seem like I'm dogging Emily I literally don't know her I don't really know much about her, her career but like the things I do know I'm just like not that obsessed with you know like uh, <laughs> uh yeah I don't know also something needs to be noted that this bitch, Emily Ratajkowski, is allegedly friends with Olivia Wilde. So, like, you're going to go after your friend's ex-boyfriend, who she literally left her husband for? Uh, okay, that's a choice. Literally, Emily Ratajkowski went to the Harry Styles concert with Olivia Wilde. Uh, uh, so... Something's not adding up. Like, you're literally friends. Um, allegedly, Emily Ratajkowski is, like, just feeling so bad. And she's, like, begging for Olivia Wilde's forgiveness. Apparently, Olivia Wilde is pissed. I mean, I would, too. Not that I even liked Olivia Wilde with Harry Styles. But regardless, they dated for, like, a while. And you're allegedly friends. They were literally just photographed together at the Vanity Fair's Oscars after party. So I don't know. I don't know if they're like besties. Emily even like had recently come out and like defended Olivia Wilde when she was facing criticism to her relationship with Harry Styles. She was saying, you know, she felt protective over her and all this stuff. So I'm like, they've got to be pretty decent friends. And for you to just go after your, your friends... X-Man is a little shock yang, especially so publicly. So I'm sure Olivia's not feeling great. I'm hoping it was just a drunken, you're both in Tokyo for an event. I think they were there for like Michael Kors or something. I'm hoping you're just drunk, you're at a party, and you had a makeout, which is cute. I love that. And you never thought anyone would ever see, which is shady still in the front part. But for our part, I don't think... Harry's going to be dating her. Although, a source told the Mirror that Harry is seeing someone and he's going to a great length to keep her identity quiet after the circus surrounding his relationship with Olivia Wilde. So, I don't know. Apparently, he's been seeing a gal for a minute and 
if it's not Emily Ratajkowski, then I'm sure whoever it was, it's now over <laughs> after this very public makeout. So I don't know. I will keep you guys updated on that. I'm hoping there's not going to be any more updates on that to share. But wow. Let me just say that stung a little bit. And now that I've seen Harry Styles literally make out with someone against a van and like grab her ass, I'm kind of getting the ick. I don't really care that much. Next up, I'll go over this kind of quick because um, I actually hadn't heard about it until I posted on my Instagram story and said, you know, let me know pop culture things that happened this month that you guys wanted me to discuss. And this got brought up a few times. And once I looked into it, I was like, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Um, Jojo Siwa is under fire right now for faking a pregnancy on Snapchat to her fans. In the first photo, Jojo appears to be standing in a supermarket as she lifts her hoodie using her chin and strokes her bare tummy while holding a box of pampers. Another post showed her looking very excited with lots of colorful baby clothes. Um, you know, she's showing her belly. She captioned it, can't wait, with the baby emoji, baby clothes haul. There was another photo of her with a guy being like baby daddy reveal. I don't know. She, all that she's been going on Snapchat stories for a minute, pretending she's pregnant. And I cannot believe I literally have not heard anything about this, but people are not taking it very well. Um, it comes out that allegedly the dance mom star Jojo Siwa is, you know, taking all these baby clothes and this baby information to a charity to mothers in need. But I don't know, something about joking about being pregnant, like pregnancy between women is just, and I'm not a woman, so I'm talking about this very lightly, but that's just such a sensitive topic. A lot of women can't get pregnant. A lot of women struggle to get pregnant. A lot of women have very hard pregnancies and, you know, really cherish being able to get pregnant and for someone to just like come on such a large platform and have an audience that is so young and just joke about it so like loosely is kind of uh, nails on a chalkboard. It's kind of jarring. So I see why people are upset. I personally think, so if you guys don't know what's happening with Snapchat right now, they are having this huge resurgence and they are paying creators to basically bring people back to the app. They have this huge creator fund. And I think it's similar to YouTube in a sense where you can get paid like per view of your story. So I think, you know, obviously she's using this as clickbait to get a lot of people to watch her story so that she can make more money. And I'm sure she's got like a partnership with Snapchat and yeah. And all the articles that I read, no one really like brought that up. So I feel like that was an interesting thing to add to it that this is obviously like a money grab um, which you could argue makes it 10,000 times worse. I don't know. I Let me know what you guys think about this. I, I don't think pregnancy is something to be joked about. I think a lot of people suffer from miscarriages and, like I said, infertility. And I don't know. It just kind of felt like you're rubbing it in people's faces to be like, psych, I'm not. <laughs> I just did it for clout. It's like, okay, well, that was rude. Okay, let's move into a little reality TV news. We've got a lot to cover. RuPaul's Drag Race is going great. Um, you know, I'm going to be giving a few spoilers here. So if you haven't watched the last episode or the last two episodes, maybe skip through a second. But Selena S. Titties left last week. And, you know, I didn't, I'm not her biggest fan. I'll admit it. So I'm a little bit biased. However, you know, I respected her on the show. I thought, you know, she brought definitely something. She's Latin. 
She considers herself a big girl, and I thought she killed it. She's funny at times, and she was a good contestant. She wasn't my favorite, but she was good on the show. However, she took to, she went to Heart WeHo, which is a club um, here in WeHo, after she got eliminated and did, like, a performance and called out Ross Matthews, one of the judges, and I have no words, actually. Like, let me just play a clip of it for you because I don't even want to say what she said. But here, let me see if you can hear it. Ready? Ross Matthews, you can eat my ass, Like, to come on after you're eliminated from a very respected show in Drag Race and call one of the judges the F-slur, which is so not okay, and to say that he has no sins in fashion, what does he know, why is he a judge, kiss my ass, uh, are you, do you ever want to come back for All-Stars? Like, why? It just feels like, okay, be bitter, be whatever, but... And whether you, like, think that or not, whether you think, like, Ross Matthews is, like, qualified to be a judge or not, it's like, okay, but he is. And I don't know. It just felt a little bit like don't slap the hand that feeds you. And probably so disrespectful to Rue. I'm sure Rue obviously has him as a judge for a reason. And I don't know. It just felt like it it, it didn't come across as a joke. Like, she she was being dead serious. She was upset. She's pissed. And I don't like that. So I lost literally all respect. The little respect I had for her is gone out the window. I do not like her. Anything that I liked about her out the window. Like nothing, nothing cute about a bitter bitch leaving, leaving the season. Um, this last episode, we have the teacher transformation, which I thought was so cute in height of just so much happening in the drag community about banning drag queens which around children and story times. So I'm really glad that they kind of highlighted teachers in this episode. Lucy LaDuca ended up going home, which once again, uh, not my favorite queen. And I hate to say it, but thank God. Like, not that I don't think she was talented. She's talented. She brought, brought a lot to the show, but bitch, you are so... They should call you Lucy LaDowner. Like, you are a Debbie Downer. Oh, my gosh. After everything, if you don't win, you're pissed. If you win, you're pissed. If you got second, you're pissed. If you're in the bottom, you're pissed. Like, you're just always pissed. You're always annoyed. And I've seen you take to Twitter that, you know, you're getting a bad edit. And I just don't think that's the case. Like, I think that's true. And I just really don't get along with people like that in the real world. So, I don't know. She was not my favorite. I am so obsessed with the top four. Like, I could not have asked for a better top four. We've got Mistress Isabel Brooks. We've got Anitra. We've got Lux Noir London and Sasha Colby. I am rooting for my big girl, Mistress Isabel Brooks. She is so talented. She's so good. She's fashion. She's gorgeous. She's funny. She's campy. She has a sickening runway. She's good at a transformation. She just, like... I'm obsessed with her. I'm literally obsessed with her. Like, I've loved her since day one. Um, Lux Noir London was a, an acquired taste for me, and I'm quite literally obsessed with her now. I love her. She definitely should have been in the, the bottom this last week, which she was, but she definitely won that lip sync. I'm glad. Um, 
Anitra is so good. I'm not like obsessed with her runway looks. They're all kind of, you know, falling very similar to me. Sasha Colby, I'm just waiting for her to like wow me. She is so good. This week, actually, I thought she should have won the Transformation Challenge. She did so good. But I'm waiting for, you know, I don't know. I'm waiting for that, like, well-rounded. I'm not really getting the jokes. I'm not getting, I don't know. I think people are just obsessed with her and, like, her legacy within the drag community. So that's gotten her by a lot. I loved when Lex Noir London last week said, I'm sick of being at the Sasha Colby. No, no, no. Mr. Isabel Brooks said this. Um, I'm sick of being at the Sasha Colby meet and greet because that's literally what it's felt like with all the queens this season. So I don't know. I like her. I'll be happy if she wins. I also don't. uh, She's not my number one. I'm rooting for Mistress Isabel Brooks. We've never had a big girl win, which is disgusting. And I think Mistress is the perfect gal to take that crown. So we will see. I don't know. I'm assuming we have two more episodes. So I'm excited for that. Next up in a little bit of Housewives news, our girl, the Thai French podcast guest our queen from salt lake city bad mormon heather gay is on the new season of real housewives ultimate girls trip we talked about it a little bit in our episode and she said it was going to be really uncomfortable for her and now i know why the first three episodes are live on peacock and let me tell you i'm obsessed if you guys don't have peacock you need to sign up for peacock immediately if you guys like housewives you need to watch immediately if you've never seen housewives you need to watch immediately anyone needs to watch immediately it's so good I'm obsessed. The, the fact that they have like an ultimate girls trip is just like literally the best thing that ever happened to me. It's like the gay Super Bowl because it, all your favorite, all your favorite housewives from all the different franchises come together for a week and go on vacation. And it's just so amazing. It's so fun. It's so entertaining. The first three episodes are so good. I'm obsessed with the casting minus Leah. I didn't like her on New York. I don't like her now, but you know, you always got to have someone that makes everyone look a little bit better. So she's definitely bringing some drama, which is nice. She's not, like, boring by any means. She's just definitely not my favorite. Um, Whitney's not necessarily my favorite, um, especially because she's going in on my girl Heather. And she needs to leave her alone. But I'm excited to see how this unfolds. I hope that they can come to some sort of resolve. I think I agree with what Heather's saying. I think Whitney really sold out their friendship a lot of times and a lot of moments, and she's doing it again just to get a scene, to get a fight, to get a moment. She wants to get a reaction out of Heather. So I don't know. We'll see where that goes. I love Alexia and Marisol. They are so funny. Their dynamic is amazing. If you guys have not seen Real Housewives of Miami, you need to start it immediately this last season of Real Housewives of Miami was maybe one of the best seasons of Housewives ever. It's up there with, like, Scary Island. It's up there with, you know, first season Beverly Hills. It's so good. It's so entertaining. There's sad parts. There's funny parts. There's dramatic parts. The cast is so good. They really bring it. They're so fashionable. I'm obsessed. I can't say enough good things about them. And Alexia and Marisol definitely brought the Miami Heat to Thailand. I'm excited to see this season unfold. Um, speaking of Miami, we you know are finally finished with this last season. The reunion finally aired, and you know we got both parts. I feel like it was good. I think everyone kind of said what they needed to say. I'm not the biggest fan of Nicole. I love Larsa. I'm on. You know there were two couches. I'm on the side with Larsa, Alexia, Marisol, and um, Kiki. I'm not on the side of. Gertie, Adriana, and Nicole. 
I'm just not into it. I don't know. Nicole hasn't hit the nail on the head for me yet. I don't not like her. I just don't like her. And she's picking like fights with my faves. So that's making me not like her. But I see her points. But it's like I like the other girls better. So I'm obviously going to take their side. Adriana, kick her off the show. I am so disgusted and disturbed and distraught by the comment that she made about Frankie, Alexia's son, who underwent an accident and, you know, has some, had life altering, I don't know the medical term, so I'm not going to like misdiagnose him. He'll never be the same and he struggles every day and it changed his life and it changed his mom's life, Alexia, and Adriana made a very dumb comment comparing that to her what could have been broken ankle that she tripped over a fucking chair or something. I don't know. And it wasn't broken. And she like camped it up, acted like she was in a wheelchair and truly doubled down on it 20,000 times. And now is saying like, oh, I had a panic attack. I don't know. No, they gave you so many chances to come back from that. And you doubled down on it. And I don't feel bad for you one bit. You cannot bring your divorce into it. You cannot. I don't know. I... I, she's kind of done in my book. I don't know if they'll forgive her. I'll see if she's back next season and how I feel about it at that point, I guess. But New Jersey's on. It's cute. It's fine. Same old, same old at this point. Nothing really to update you guys on. I'll let you know as that kind of unfolds. Nothing's like blowing me away. You know, it's kind of same drama between Teresa and Melissa. And I'm kind of getting over it. You know, I I need something new. I need some new life. I need the newbies to stir the pot in a different direction that doesn't have to do with this family feud. Next up in reality TV news, I can't even go into this very much. <laughs> Vanderpump rules because I am sure you guys are so overwhelmed and so sick of hearing about this. I am as well. Not that I'm sick of it. It's just that like I... I've read everything that needs to be read. I've seen every detail. If you're interested in it, you've also already seen every detail. So there's no need for me to say it again because everyone's already divulged it. You know, the reunion has now been taped. It looks dramatic. Andy Cohen came out and said that nothing was left unsaid. So I'm definitely excited to see that. It's been very entertaining to watch the episodes now knowing what we know. It's like feeling like I'm dissecting a disaster as it's happening. Um... I don't know. There were two seating charts at the reunion, which would be interesting to see because Raquel has a restraining order against Gina because allegedly she hit her. Um, there were paparazzi shots of Tom and Raquel outside. Raquel had like this interview with TMZ outside of the snail salon that was like so staged and so dumb. She gave no information. But I guess it was interesting to see her speak up. Tom Sandoval was just like recorded with TMZ last night in this like parking lot, I don't know. And they asked him so many questions about the reunion. And obviously he says like, no comment, I can't talk about it. So I don't know. I feel like we're getting to the point now where all the details that we're going to know are out and anything else, we're going to have to wait for the show because there's no way that Bravo is going to let any other details slip for free. So they've kind of put like a halt on all the cast members going on podcasts and all that jazz. So we're just going to have to wait to see how that unfolds. And so I don't really have any other opinions. You guys heard my opinions the first time. And I think I'll wait to do another recap until the reunion airs. And we can talk about it then. Next up, the Kardashians on Hulu season three trailer finally drops. 
Season three returns May 25th, and this is obviously the Kardashian show on Hulu, not keeping up with the Kardashians. And y'all, I'm a Kardashian stan. I'm obsessed with the Kardashians. I love them. Even when it's a bad season, it's good. I just love it. It's like a comfort show for me. I will always be a Kardashian stan, and I will always watch it. It's just so entertaining. It's so fascinating. Their lives, you know, I feel like I grew up with them. So I, for one, am very excited for this new season. Um, I've seen mixed reviews, but I feel like it's going to be good. I feel like the trailer looked good. It looked entertaining. It looked a drama. It looked cinematically gorgeous. It looked like, you know, Kylie's in it, Kendall's in it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it looks good. We're obviously going to be seeing a lot of Kim's collaboration with Dolce & Gabbana um, in Fashion Week that she did this last season. And so that'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I love my fashion week and I love my fashion. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, the behind the scenes of that collection and how it came about and the whole show and everything. It seems like there's going to definitely be some drama. There's a clip of Kim crying. I'm assuming it's it's got to be about Balenciaga. And that's what a lot of people are speculating it to be. If it's not about Balenciaga... If they don't bring up the Balenciaga drama, like, people will literally riot and just, like, stop watching. Like, they've got to address it, and it's got to be good. It's got to be juicy. They've got to lay it all out there, be honest, and just really raw. Um, And however they frame it, honestly, could be good PR for Balenciaga. It could share a lot of, you know, the insight behind the shoe and, you know, maybe how it got misconstrued and... Her being so closely tied with the brand, she could, you know, kind of clarify a lot of things in a super public forum that, I don't know, it'll be very interesting to see kind of how that unfolds. With this trailer, and you know, there's been a lot of talk on TikTok lately uh, because allegedly Page Six reported that the Kardashians are not invited to the Met Gala this year. There's a lot of talk going on that the Kardashians are canceled, that they're over, that the hype is over, and that they've reached their peak of fame, and that they're cringy now. And let me tell you, I don't think they're losing clout. I am still Team Kardashian, and I just think hate is always louder than love. And you might think it's opposite, and you'd hope it'd be opposite, but that's not true in a lot of cases. I think... A lot of people quietly support from the bleachers and then, you know, other people are protesting on the sidelines and the people protesting on the sidelines are always louder than the supporters in the bleachers. And that metaphor might not have made any sense, but I just made it up on the spot. But, you know, you might have a whole auditorium of people, but you're only gonna, the news is only gonna talk about the, the, the protester that spills paint on the painting. Does that make sense? So... No one's talking about these millions of people going and admiring the Mo- Mona Lisa. They're talking about the one person that comes and spill- spills a can of tomato juice on it as a protest. That's kind of where I'm getting at. Like, the hate is always louder. And people think they're losing clout. People think they're canceled. But, guys, first off, they're billionaires. Like, they don't freaking care. Um, Skims is literally one of the most successful brands there is. SZA, who is literally, like, everyone's, like, favorite artist ever is like their big sister, is the new face of Skims. So that's giving them clout. Kendall Jenner was just on the cover of Vogue Italia this month. That's giving them clout. Like, not just anyone is on the cover of Vogue Italia if you're losing clout. And you know, remind you, Vogue is who puts on the Met Gala. So if Kendall's also a cover girl, 
I'm not buying that she's not invited. Like, that makes no sense to me. Kris Jenner was just in Megan Trainor's music video for I Am Your Mother, her new single. And that song's all over TikTok. Megan Trainor's, like, TikTok's mother. That's the whole point of the song. Like, all of her songs go viral. And to get Kris Jenner in on this, it's like, I don't think they're losing clout. Like, they're still, they're still around. Everyone's still talking about them. And I think they're making all the right moves. I think they've been quiet where they need to be quiet. And they're making noise where they need to make noise in order to stay relevant. And I'm going to live. Um, I'm excited to see this new season. So I actually kind of like when reality stars go kind of quiet and just share on a need-to-know basis. Because then when the show comes out, I, I have new content. And I'm actually watching it and I haven't heard everything that's happening yet. When celebrities are so public and so vocal and do so many TikToks and all this stuff and share their stories on stories, then when the show comes out, I don't care because we've seen it all. So I actually kind of like this new like formula and era they're in. I feel like they might be pulling back on purpose so that people feel more inclined to watch the show because they've been getting no other content from them anywhere else. So I'm excited. May 25th seems like forever away, <laughs> but I'm excited. Um, Chloe and Tristan are reportedly back together. I'm staying tuned for the show to see how that unfolds. I don't know. I don't blame her. He's so freaking hot. I get he's a dirtbag of a dirtbag, but, oh, he's so hot. I'm sorry. And their new son is so cute. She finally shared photos of his face and he is just a literal baby doll. I, uh, I just can't. Daily Mail reported this week that Tristan Thompson lives just two houses down from Khloe Kardashian in a $12.5 million compound. Wowza. Good for him and good for her. However, that kind of makes me believe that maybe they're not back together because if they were back together, why would he live two doors down? In a $12 million house, save the $12 million and move into my bedroom, baby daddy. You feel me? So that actually makes me kind of believe they're not. And maybe they're just like really good co-parents, which I love. They should be for the sake of their two children. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Kendall and Bad Bunny. Romance rumors. Swarm in Hollywood. I don't know how I feel about it. Y'all know I'm not like obsessed with Kendall. Um, but I do like her. I love to hate her. I don't know. That's rude to say. You know, they've been on a sushi date. They left the Oscars party together. They've been seen sharing hugs, possibly a kiss. And Bad Bunny stands ain't having it. They ain't stoked. I'm kind of here for it because I don't really care about either of them, really. I'm not like a huge Bad Bunny stand and I'm not really a Kendall stand. I like them both equally in what they bring to pop culture, but I'm not like a part of their, you know crew their stands so i don't know they've been feeling these romance rumors bad bunny shaded kendall's ex devin booker in his new song allegedly devin booker is a basketball player for the phoenix suns and bad bunny's new song coco chanel um, has a lyric that says i'm not bad baby that's a gimmick but the sun in puerto rico is hotter than in phoenix obviously because he's puerto rican so um yeah i definitely think that that is a direct shade at the x but i think it's kind of like funny and cute i don't think he was necessarily like talking shit about the x he didn't really say anything about the x he's just kind of saying like yeah she moved on to better the sun in puerto rico so 
I think it's just like a catchy, fun little pop culture reference. I don't think Devin Booker needs to read too much into it. He like commented on the uh, post acknowledging this and was like, he's worried about another man again. I don't really know what that means, but he definitely felt some type of way about it, obviously, and he deleted the comment. I've seen reports that said that Kendall Jenner didn't know about the song lyric from Bad Bunny and that she was pissed. Um, I don't know. That's kind of all I really have to say about that because I don't really care. But stay tuned. If anything really strong comes out, I will address it then. But I wish them well if they're together. I like them better than I like Emily and freaking Harry Styles. So I'll give them that much. Quickly in other like kind of Kardashian pop culture news, Tyga, Kylie Jenner's ex, is now rumored to be dating Avril Lavigne, which is also the ex of Brody Jenner, which is also Kylie Jenner's stepbrother or half brother. So, you know, that's just weird. And I don't really know how I feel about it. Um, I'm sure Kylie feels some type of way about it. I'm sure Brody feels some type of way about it. I'm sure Tyga and Avril feel some type of way about it. It was rumored for a minute. Then they were caught kissing. I think it was at a fashion show or something. Um, I don't know. Happy for him, I guess. Feels like a very interesting uh, pairing. But what do I know? He's just, maybe he's just a skater boy. And maybe she's going to say, see you later, boy. And maybe that's not going to be good enough for her. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to do, you know, uh, I don't know. But, you know, who am I to say that? Because she's this emo skater gal, punk gal, that she's got to be with someone like that. Let her be with a rapper. Let her be with Tyga. And just because he's normally with big booty bitches like Kylie Jenner and big tits, big lips, um, itty bitty waist round thing in your face, make a man go spring, um, doesn't mean that he can't be with the the emo girl, the girl that's different. And maybe it'll be a fun little spinoff for him. Black China, Rob Kardashian's ex, um, the mother of his child, is, you know, in all the news lately, has been in so many articles, so many TikToks. She, you know, is allegedly deleting her OnlyFans. She removed all of her filler, her BBL from her face, everything. She's getting some tattoos removed because she's a born-again Christian and she's dedicating her life to Christ. And, wow, choices. All I have to say is um, good luck on your journey. I wish you well. And you look better without the filler, I got to say. That's kind of all I got to say on that. There's so many other things I could cover in today's episode, but we're, you know, hitting overtime. The last story I have to share because it is just too dang cute. Lindsay Lohan announces she is pregnant with an Instagram post of a white baby onesie with the words coming soon written across it. This was posted on March 14th, and that's really all the details we have about the pregnancy as of now. We don't know how far along she is. We haven't seen any photos. We don't know the gender. That's literally all we know. She hasn't posted since. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Stun-a-yang. Stun-a-yang. Lindsay Lohan-yang. We love. We love to hear it. I am so happy for her. This is beautiful news. I love to hear women winning. I love to hear about pregnancies, especially from these child stars, especially from people that have had very tumultuous careers and, you know, struggled with addiction. And just seeing her come out on top like this 
it's just beautiful, especially after the news breaking of, you know, this isn't even really too much I want to get into on the pop culture episode. But Amanda Bynes was found, you know, roaming the streets of L.A. naked the other week. And she called the cops, flagged someone down, said that she was coming down from a psychotic break. And she is now in a psychiatric hold in a facility. And I just really hope she gets the care she needs. And I just... It just shows, like, hearing these two things come out in the same, like, within weeks of each other from these two child star icons, legends that literally, uh, like, grew up with us and that we grew up with and that taught us so much and that gave us so much content, seeing how differently it could have ended up for Lindsay Lohan. Now hearing this happy news of her being pregnant just makes it that much more special and that also makes the news of Amanda Bynes that much more deep. So my my thoughts and prayers and vibes and good wishes are with Amanda Bynes and also with Lindsay Lohan, but for two different reasons. Lindsay, I'm so uh, happy for you. Um, she recently got married in July of 2022 to Bader Shamans. Shamas? Shamas? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Bader Shamas. Um, they live in Dubai. Um, she's lived there for nine years, which is crazy, um, because I feel like I did not know that. And he has been there for six. They've allegedly been together for five years. It's kind of unclear the timeline. Some people say five. Some articles said two years. Um, maybe they've known each other for five years. Maybe they've been dating for two years. I don't know. They've known each other for a while. So they obviously met in Dubai. He is the assistant vice president at Credit Suisse. Don't know what that is. Um, I'm assuming it's a finance company, a bank. I don't know. Uh, maybe an investment firm. It's in Dubai. He is a super private individual. I tried to, you know, get the scoop on him for the for for all y'all, but um, he does have Instagram. It's a private Instagram, and he only has seven hundred and forty one Instagram followers. So he is a very private person, um, which actually I love. I love that she is not with another actor, another person in this industry, another person who is not chasing fame. And she's just with a good guy, a good finance guy who's hopefully got a lot of cash. They live in Dubai. They ain't paying taxes. And I'm stoked for them. I'm so happy for her. He seems like a cutie. She seems so happy. A lot of insider sources and a lot of the articles said that they are just like madly in love. They have a very good normal relationship. And that makes me so happy to hear. Um, I don't think he's actually even from Dubai. He's from Florida. I think he's American. Um, he went to college in Florida, and he has degrees in finance and mechanical engineering is what leads me to believe that um, Credit Suisse is a investment firm, and that's what he does. So congrats to the lovely couple, and I cannot wait to get more information about the baby, the baby name, the baby gender, photos, pregnancy pics of Lindsay Lohan. Ugh, put her on a Vogue cover. I can't wait. So that's kind of all we got for the March pop culture recap episode here on the Thai French podcast. I know that was a lot to cover and sorry, my voice is a little bit gone, but I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you guys follow at Thai French podcast on Instagram. It would mean a lot to me. It's a new page and it's, you know, it's hard to grow a new page. So it would mean a lot to me for your guys' support. Um, also feel free to follow my personal page at Thai French. It would mean a lot to me. Also, please make sure you leave a review for the Thai French podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple podcasts. It definitely helps me a ton. Um, 
I've got a lot of good ideas coming up and I can't wait to share them with you. But I hope everyone's having a great week. Happy hump day. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week.